Hey, everybody. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg. And joining me, as always, is Jonathan Colton. Hi, Ophira. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm okay. It is a weird time. Uh, just so everybody knows, we are taping this on Thursday morning. Right. Uh, and uh, some rather important historical events happened uh, yesterday on Wednesday. So that's the backdrop for what we're doing right now. Uh, so here we are, and we have the show that, you know, we we recorded a lot of the segments in the show earlier in the week and even uh, the weeks before. So I'm just saying that, Jonathan, so the listeners know that it's not like we recorded this, um, I don't know, yesterday or today. Yes, yes, no. And and to be clear, we are an entertainment show and not We're a... We're an entertainment a, show. I don't think anybody is tuning in so that they can hear our cogent analysis of the uh, current political climate. No, and you know what we are and we understand what is happening right now. Uh, and I myself, you know, I, I was joking that I made a resolution last year to be more informed and read more news and take in more news. And as the year progressed, uh, like everybody else, I took breaks from current events for self-care and sanity because it uh, it can be extremely overwhelming. And part of that is honestly for me doing this show. Indeed. It is that for me as well. It is a lovely break to do the show with you uh, every week. And uh, I hope that it is... Uh... Hope that it functions that way for our our listeners as well. Yeah. So with that in mind, let's let's do it. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Ask me another. I'm Jonathan Cole. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. On this week's show, comedian Baron Vaughn is back, this time to face off with his longtime friend and collaborator, Open Mike Eagle. Also returning to the show, Saturday Night Live's first Chinese-American cast member, Bowen Yang. But first, from the Big Bang Theory, actor and neuroscientist, Mayim Bialik is here to play games with American Horror Stories' Cheyenne Jackson. So let's do it. Joining me right now, I am so excited, television stars, movie stars, theater stars. Together they star in a new Fox sitcom called Call Me Cat. It is Cheyenne Jackson and Mayim Bialik. Hello! 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 So Call Me Cat takes place in a cat cafe, and you work with actual live cats. They said never work with animals or children. We're doing both, and we don't even have a season under our belt. It's an interesting thing working with cats. I've always been more of a dog person only because I just had dogs. You know, there's cat wranglers and cat trainers, but you know, how much can you actually, in, at sometimes we have what, mine like five or even six? There can be six on, on set at, the, at one time and a dozen around, yeah. Yeah, there's like this little cat castle thing and each of them is perched up and one of them will be asleep. And I remember Maya had a scene where she definitely had to hold a cat and sing to it, and then it, the cat was just not having it. And we, you tried over and over and over, and finally they just like, you kind of just like put it down, and then this way. Sometimes the cats will meow in the middle of the scene, and we have to stop or not. How many, how many litter boxes are on set when you oh. guys are shooting? You know, what's funny is we've never had that issue come up, Meaning they well, they get breaks. What kind of cats are these? <laughs> well, no, they 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 get breaks and they are taken to their location facility. Oh, 
But when we are with them, we did have one throw up in the middle of a scene. Were you well, there, Cheyenne? Were yes. you in that scene? Yes. It was, and that's a very specific sound. Yes. That's a very, <laughs> they yeah. make that sound. Yeah. Like, sound. But, but no, we haven't had any poopy pee accidents. <laughs> and Mayim, in, in addition to this, you are doing a podcast. Yes. I, I started a mental health podcast. Honestly, um, I think people who have possibly been a little bit immune from mental health challenges, finally realized that it can get much closer than mm. many of us thought. And I think with Call Me Cat and with this podcast, I feel like I'm getting to satisfy two really important parts of my brain. You know, the part that is a performer and an entertainer and believes in using my skills uh, to, to make other people feel something, you know, and also the ability that I have as a, a neuroscientist who also struggles with mental health um, to be able to talk about it and provide some some science background to what a lot of us, I think, are confused about. You know, like, why do people keep telling me to meditate? Like, <laughs> uh, it's it's almost to the point where it becomes like a punchline. I get it. Meditate. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like, oh, right. You're going to tell me to meditate. <laughs> right. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're, uh, you, I might believe in napping, which I... <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a strong believer in napping. Yeah, I'm, me too. Love a nap. I really took it on as an adult. Um, you know, like, I, <laughs> Good I had for you. Proper, I hadn't properly <laughs> napped since I was four is the story that I'm yeah. told. And the notion is really not so much napping as setting aside, you know, five, 10, 15, 20 minutes where no one can touch you. I will say it's an amazing thing being on the other side of it. We, we share literally the other wall. side of the wall. True. And <laughs> right. we can be in a, at a high energy scene down on the stages at Warner Brothers. And then we have a break and Mayim can go in. I hear the door shut. So I know she means business. <laughs> And then 12 minutes later, she comes out fully. I can tell she's been sleeping. I'm like, were you fully asleep? She's like, yeah, asleep. Like dead asleep to the world. And it's like she has a reset button. And I just. I don't do drugs. I keep it's thinking incredible. someone's going to start want, a rumor that I do drugs. No, I, don't. I want that reset because I, you know, again, I'm one of those people that mm -hmm. tried to nap and it just doesn't work for me. But I, I'd love to implement that more. Maybe you need me to rub your back. I'll rub your yes. back. Okay. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. All right. How about some games? You guys want to play a okay. couple games? Yes. Okay. I like games. This is a lot of fun. We are just going to play you a clip. It's a vintage advertisement for a toy that still exists today. Okay. So you just have to guess the name of the toy. Okay. Mayim, a dad thought up this outdoor toy in 1960 when he came home to find his son cooling off by spraying a hose on their concrete driveway. Hook up to any water faucet and the magic surface goes to work. It's fast, it's easy. You glide on a thin film of water oh, that makes you go like a jet. Girls glide as well as boys. <laughs> thin, roll, it's cool summer splashing fun. I will sing the song that yes. was the advertisement when I was a child. I was born in 1975. Slip, slip and slide. Slip, slip and slide. Is it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> That is, even girls can do it. Did you? Even I had no idea. Oh my yeah, Lord. that seems like an unnecessary. I did they did they sort of focus group that, and some people were like, "I'm concerned that girls won't glide as easily as boys do." <laughs> Maybe because okay, we're good. supposed we'll to wear a line skirts. About that. Yeah. Maybe because we're supposed to wear skirts. All right, Cheyenne, this is for you. Okay. This toy's evolved its look several times over the years. In the 1970s, it was avocado green with wood paneling. This is the most beautiful oven I've ever seen. And it comes with real Betty Crocker mixes. 
Is it a little kid Easy Bake Oven thing? That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah Easy Bake Oven. That's easy right. Bake Oven. Oh, okay. It was avocado green with wood paneling. Who oh, would want to bake on that? Ovens were also avocado green with wood paneling. Okay. <laughs> Mayim, this one's for you. It's the ball with the holes on one side. You throw it just like a baseball. It curves, and it's so safe. You can bat or throw it anywhere, indoors or out. I believe it's a wiffle ball. It sure is a wiffle ball. You could throw it indoors and out. I mean, not in my house. Not in mine. <laughs> I, although, I'm not sure I, I we even had one. I don't think that was part of my life. We definitely had one. It was cheaper than a regular ball because it had holes. Like, there had been, it, you didn't have to pay for as much material. Sometimes, sometimes what would happen is you would lose the you would lose the ball on the roof of your house, your garage, or something, and then to get it down, you would throw the bat up there, and then you lose the bat up there. <laughs> They'd be like, "That's the end of it, all of it." That's how it goes. All right, Cheyenne, this is for you. Okay. The original name for this toy, created by a Frenchman in 1959, was l'écran magique, or the magic screen. Just turn the knobs to make the lines go back and forth and up and down. You can doodle, design, draw. Not many kids bring so many hours of interest and fun. He knows it. Yes. Well, that is an Etch-a-Sketch. It certainly is. And I often use that if they are, if I have a lot of new lines in my head as an actor, a new, not a lot of new dialogue, I always say, don't shake me too hard. Because like an Etch-a-Sketch, <laughs> they will just fall away. Go away. <laughs> Don't, I love that. Me. Yes, such a sketch. I remember those. Yeah, because they just went up and sideways. Oh, so and great. Yeah, it was very. But you could Magic. do it diagonal if you really. Oh, really uh, yeah. Why? Why? I hated them. I hated them. It was like so boring. I mean, yeah, because because you would see on the commercial they would have people writing their names. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my brother! My brother was Julie. that. Yeah. My brother was the jerk who could like, oh, here's the Empire State Building with a yeah. monkey hanging off of it. Like, <laughs> so no, no, I could do stairs. That's yep. what I could do. One exactly. dimensional <laughs> stairs. That's it. Okay, my this very '90s ad takes oh. place in an alley where a graffiti man comes to life off of the wall and challenges a kid to play this memory game that's named for another children's game. You gotta repeat the patterns of colored lights and sounds. The longer you play, the more challenging the pattern gets. The winner's the one who keeps it going the longest. If you miss, you get the rads in your history. Oh, yeah! The fun is in the challenge. <laughs> so... I mean, it's Simon Says. Yes. Well, it's not called Simon Says. It's just Simon, right? Simon, mm-hmm. yep. You're, and it's I, the round thing. It's got the colored... Uh... Oh, no, I remember that. Oh, yeah. It's called, it was St- called Simon. Stacy and Carrie had that. We didn't have that either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cheyenne, here's one for you. Yeah. You're slugging it out in the middle of the ring. And you have a hard ride to the job. And blue bonnet black is knocked off. Is black is knocked off? Sure, but you can press it right back on again. I have no idea. Oh, Mine, you want to take it for the win? Is it Rock'em Sock'em Robots? That is correct, yeah. Rock'em oh. Sock'em Robots. Did you, uh, I mean, I, I bought my kid a slinky, you know, for... Sure. 
the holidays. Also fun for a girl and a boy. Also fun. <laughs> Equally and fun for girls and boys, yeah. Yes. It was, it is, it's still super entertaining. Yes. I mean, it, it really down doesn't the do. Stairs. It's it goes amazing. down the stairs. I mean, it's... Alone or in pairs. <laughs> and makes a slinkety sound. Uh, you both did great. Points, 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 and points winners is what Woo-hoo. I'm trying to say. Thank you. More with Mayim and Cheyenne after the break. Plus, comedians Baron Vaughn and Open Mike Eagle will go back to school in a brainy music parody game about prom songs. I'm Ophira Eisberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. This message comes from NPR's sponsor, Discover. Did you know that Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn or how much they'll match? Plus, Discover's accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when you use your Discover card, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Support for NPR and the following message comes from Big Potato Games, who make the award-winning party game Linky. Linky is a simple trivia game perfect for spending off-screen time with family and friends. Your mission is to work out the big link between the answers to four quirky questions and shout Linky before anyone else. This fun party game can be played with groups of all sizes and ages and also makes the perfect gift. Available at Amazon and Target Online. LifeKit is always here with tips about personal finance and health, but also for those tough discussions, like what to tell your kids when the news gets scary. Listen now to the LifeKit podcast from NPR. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with two actors from the new Fox sitcom Call Me Cat, Mayim Bialik, and Cheyenne Jackson. Are you ready for another one? Yes. I'm ready. Okay, fantastic. So we're going back in time once again, kind of. This is about inventions. We're going to tell you about a strange invention from the 1930s. You just have to tell us if it's real or if we made it up. Oh, man. Okay. So, Cheyenne, we'll start with you. This one's for you. Step aside, iPhone. In 1931, a British magazine introduced a new product, the radio hat, a straw hat with two antennae that would allow the wearer to listen to radio programs while they were out and about on the town. Is that real or fake? 1931? 1931. I'm going to go against my instinct and say it is true. You're going against your instinct was right. (laughs) (laughs) Never trust your instincts. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, it was a real thing. There were actually several radio hats that were designed. Not one of them took off. Also, in all in all fairness, like that was a time in our history when things were kind of gearing up globally. So maybe we were thinking about other things besides our desire to wear radio hats. (laughs) That's true. Okay, Mime, inspired by the creation of the fortune cookie earlier in the century, the compliment cake was created in 1935. (laughs) Cut open your mini cake and find a piece of paper saying something like, you're cute as a bug's ear. They were discontinued after too many people accidentally ate the paper. I think it's false. Yeah, that is fake. We made that one up. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, good job. Also, many fortune cookies really just have statements, which are compliments. Like, 
You're good with people, to which I never get tired of saying, that's not a fortune. I want right. a fortune which has a conditional verb. You yes. will. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. this will happen to you. I don't want to know that I'm good with people. Uh, truth is I ordered Chinese food last night. It's been a while. It came with fortune cookies. I was like, all right, new year. Here Come we on. go. First yes. fortune. Sock it to and me. You, know, you know what it said? It was a statement. Oh, and it was yeah. one of those dark ones. What was it? Oh. It was, you only treasure what you've lost. Oh, no. Oh, I was oh like, my goodness. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, cookie. <laughs> Crappy yeah, so I, I took another one. Another <laughs> thing that, that, that one didn't count. <laughs> I was like, Get the that rest. one said you're greedy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cheyenne, the world's first amphibious bicycle fitted with flotation devices meant to be able to operate on land or in water was introduced in Paris in 1932. But there was one snafu. Hmm. It did not work on land or in water. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of an over. Uh, true or false? Yeah, I'm going to say true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Feels very French. Believe- <laughs> it does feel very French. <laughs> All right, Mime, this is the last one. Beach babe, more like birch babe, in the 1930s, some women headed to the beach in a new bathing suit style made of thin sheets of spruce, since it was both practical and buoyant. Real or fake? I think fake. It is real. <laughs> Why? <laughs> this is a real thing. They had were, to we even allowed, were we even allowed to go to the beach then? I don't know if that was legal. <laughs> if, you were co- if you were wearing a tree kini yeah, or whatever that was wood. called. If you're covered in a wood <laughs> yeah. structure. Like, literally, yeah. they, ho- they hollow it out and you just, your head sticks That's out exactly the top right. of the tree. and you put a hollow arm. log. Yeah. That would be true. Okay, you should have said it that way and I would have been like, true. <laughs> like, you know how uh, the characters in cartoons, when they're bankrupt, they wear barrels? Yeah, yeah it would be like... Great. <laughs> With suspenders. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a full body. This would be a ribbon. A ribbon or a feather. A ribbon. Boa. A ribbon. <laughs> yeah. If wow. it was uh, uncomfortable if, for a woman to wear, it was probably real. I think that's the... Uh, <laughs> that's the rule of thumb. the rule of thumb. Yeah. Again, you did fantastic. Thank you so much. Mayim Bialik and Cheyenne Jackson star in the new sitcom, Call Me Cat. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So before we meet our next pair of friend testants, Jonathan and I are going to have some alone time and play a <laughs> quick game of fact bag. Okay. Okay, so here's a question. Jonathan and I will try to figure this out. According to Smithsonian Magazine, longtime subscriber, Swiss <laughs> researchers decided to find out what would happen if they aged cheese for six months while playing music on a 24-hour loop. So several wheels of Emmental cheese were each exposed to a different genre of music, including classical, rock, ambient, hip-hop, and techno. In early 2019, they invited culinary experts to take part in a blind taste test of different cheeses. Here's the question. Which musical genre produced the most delicious cheese? So we're dealing with classical, rock, mm-hmm. ambient, hip-hop, techno. The most delicious cheese. Right. The theory being that somehow the music affected the flavor of these cheeses. Yeah, I was just going to say, what would I say makes a delicious cheese? And I am someone who likes a kind of a stinky cheese. Me too. I like a stinky cheese. 
So which is the stinkiest kind of music? <laughs> which of these genres really stinks? Well, classical. <laughs> I, have to, I, <laughs> I have two thoughts. One thought is okay. that the answer, because of confirmation bias, all these smarty researchers... Yes, it's what they fooled like. themselves into thinking like, oh, it's classical because classical is the most refined right. of musics. That's right. It's it's also possible, I suppose, that maybe there is like a bass thing. It's like the techno, the thump, thump, Ooh. thump of techno for six months actually yeah. did something physical in a way like, that made it more tasty. Um, so in that case, I would choose... And well, then it becomes like, is it rock? Is it techno? Is it hip hop? Because I would say those are the those are the thumpy boomy. I'm. I have to say, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess classical, just because that seems like. Because you know these people, you're getting into the you're getting into the Swiss scientist head. Feels like smarty pants jamming Western culture down our throats yet again. All but right. I think I think that's gonna be the answer. Is classical. I'm gonna go. I feel like techno has a lot of ups and downs. I'm gonna go with hip hop, like thick and true dance party. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. But let's see what the answer is. <laughs> ah, the answer is hip hop. No kidding. Okay, the hip hop cheese had a quote stronger aroma and stronger flavor than the other samples. In other words, the funkiest cheese. <laughs> yeah. Boo. <laughs> And is there is there any explanation for the the mechanism by which they think this happens? Okay, so a Swiss cheesemaker named get this Beat Wampfler. Oh, Beat Wampfler, yeah, yeah, you know him. He's, he's uh, one of my favorite Swiss researchers. <laughs> researchers. Okay, so Beat Wampfler conducted a small experiment to see how sound waves might affect bacteria during the uh, maturation process, and apparently, stronger beats had stronger impact. However. Further study is needed to verify if the sound waves really were the deciding factor or if it was something more mundane like heat generated by the sound equipment. Oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, I see what happened. <laughs> so who left the cheese on top of the stereo? <laughs> These two comedians are friends, and you may know them as co-hosts of Comedy Central's The New Negroes and Funny or Die's Call and Response. It is returning champion Baron Vaughn and first-time contestant Open Mike Eagle. Hello to you. Hello. So happy to return a champion at that. <laughs> nice to be here. I'm going to be a champion, too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Baron and Mike, so you two met now years ago at a, mm -hmm. a comedy rap battle. Is that mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, tell me about this meeting that ended up with you both collaborating on multiple projects. Why? Yeah, Mike. <laughs> well, I'm curious um, about your perspective. I know mine. Uh, yeah. Oh, see, okay. So I infiltrated this comedy rap battle. <laughs> okay. Because um, I'm, I'm a rapper by trade. And the rest of the people in the battle were comedians by trade who happened to rap. So I thought, mm -hmm. surely I'll win this easily. <laughs> and then I got in and I lost real bad. Because um, <laughs> I don't I don't know how to like play battle. You know, like I was being mean and nobody wanted that. Um, <laughs> but, you, were too, you were too good. But, your, right. your weapons were too powerful. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I, I was taking it way too serious. But Baron 
really killed it that night. He was in, he was playing this old man character who was just <laughs> riffing and grooving and just making everybody laugh and 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 disarming everybody with charm. And um, <laughs> and and yeah, afterwards, uh, I don't know. Me and Baron started talking and really took a liking to each other. And I think that that's kind of where our working relationship started. But Mike, I was going to say, because you were like, I actually went in there to take this seriously. Um, You know, you have, you during this time have been recording. You have a new album. I think Uh that's, Mm -hmm. I think it's very impressive to put out new work during this time. It's hard. In in that it's it's slightly not smart. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I I agree. It's hard Uh, to get, hard to get attention these days. It's a little rough. Because there's a lot of fires burning around. (laughs) Literal. Baron, I'm going to give you a hard time for a second. Uh Uh-oh. Why? Why start another podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for saying the question. By that, I mean, hey, you have a new podcast called (laughs) Self-Core with Baron Vaughn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, self-quar, a pun on self-care, um, <laughs> because I do ask myself that same question every single day, Ophira, <laughs> as I think a lot of people are right now in this pandemic, yeah. uh, or a panty D, as I like to call it, panty D and the Lona boys. You know it's got to end with a Z. Come on, guys. This is an early 92 pop, hip-hop band. Hip-hop, you know. Now that we're inside. Okay. So I feel like, you know, since so many people are active and being like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm trying to ask people, how are you doing? That's like part of my way of of providing for my community is just being able to check in with people and make sure that they're taking care of themselves. Because you have to be, you know, you have to be healthy, you know, to be stealthy. You have to be healthy (laughs) – I always you know, say that every day. To eat the wealthy. You have to be healthy. <laughs> to eat the wealthy. I like that. Uh, well, that That is sort of, I mean, in a weird way, honestly, that is kind of what we're doing. We're just mm-hmm. checking in. Just checking in. Play some games. You know, that's self-care right now. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, so should we try one? Should we try a game? Let See how we do? do it. Yeah. Okay, you're going to work together in this first game. Jonathan Colton will sing you the clues in this music parody called Prom Songs. So I'm going to perform slow dance prom songs with the lyrics changed to be about things you probably learned in high school. Mm. All you have to do is tell me the thing that I'm singing about or the song or artist that I'm parodying. If you don't know either of those, just tell us an embarrassing story from high school and we will accept that (laughs) as a point. Okay, here we go. Three-sided shapes that have a right angle (laughs) This formula may be of some use Square A and B and add them together Equals the square of the hypotenuse I want the the falsetto scat uh, solo Isn't that? Doo, doo, doo. I feel like there's a lot of do do doing in that song. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I know. I don't know the name of the song, but I know the I know the the mathematical lesson. Oh Wait yes. Tell, tell us the mathematical lesson. It is the Pythagorean theorem. That is correct. So correct. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Classic. Can I name the song? Sure. Isn't it uh, truly madly deeply? That is correct. Savage Garden. Mm, you got it. Yeah. Wow, Savage See Garden. See that? All points. 
all possible points yeah. rewarded. rewarded. See what happens when we work together? Woof, that's the lesson. Seriously. That's the, that's that the is, real lesson that we That is the today. lesson that they were trying to teach you with the Pythagorean story. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got an angle. <laughs> that's right. And if you don't, you're obtuse. Hooray. Oh, Yay. No, bad, bad, bad. Oh, no, that was a, that was a cute. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm not going to participate. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I don't blame you. Uh, okay, here's another one. I don't want to stay at rest. But that's what I'm going to do. That's inertia. Also, force equals M times A. Every single action has an opposite and equal one. It's mechanics, babe. Seems like stuff moves around this way. I only, I only, I only, have, only have bad guesses. Okay, have. go ahead, Mike. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a bad guess. It's like um, uh, Newton's law of motion. Yeah, yeah, it's correct. That Newton's three okay. laws of motion. <laughs> okay, good. I thought that's I was just pulling stuff that didn't go together. That's no, what that's I thought it. was happening. You did it, and of course, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. <laughs> Don't want to miss a thing. That's right. Okay, here's another one. Ooh, yeah. My philosophy. Life's absurdity, it's all meaningless Till we make our own mess So I'm free, that's true But I'm angsty too <laughs> Just like Kierkegaard, Sartre, and Camus Simone de Beauvoir <laughs> Articulated <laughs> All the things that we had to say. No exit from this madness. Okay. Uh, thank you for naming my two fifth grade obsessions. Oh, <laughs> good. Boys to men. Yeah. That's right. And Boys existentialism. Yeah, that is correct. A philosophical well concept of existentialism. I feel like I would not have known this. I don't think I'd studied nope. existentialism in high school. Nope, me neither. No, no, no. I said fifth grade. You guys mm. don't understand how lonely a brother was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another one. Sometimes the snow's as soft as Brie. Sometimes the snow's a blanket sea. It's the word as that is the clue. That is the difference between these two. Mm. Okay, Oof. language arts, language arts now. Language so arts. I'm, we're I'm talking. feeling, I'm feeling a little activated. I, I think I got the the uh, the uh, lesson here. All and right. I, so that's the difference between a simile and a metaphor. That is correct. You yes. got um, But what the song? I I don't remember the name of. Although I do know it. Baron, do you remember the name of the song? Save the best for last by there Vanessa Williams. Yeah, go. that is correct. Yeah. Another fantastic team effort. I love it. I love to My see it. My goodness. This is like a very upgraded schoolhouse rock. I feel like <laughs> it was. It's true. <laughs> These could be children's cartoons for generations to come. I mean. Right. Uh, that was amazing. It was very that was Mike, you knew everything. Baron well, helped you Bar out yeah, a Baron little bit. I knew everything first, and I was just following his lead as being a smart person. <laughs> I don't know about that, Mike. <laughs> we, we lift each other up. That's right. Uh, Jonathan, let me just tell you this real quick. Um, yeah. <clears throat> just drop a ball into cup. Yeah. See the water rise. 
like a displaced child. Yeah, see? That's great. Oh. You're hired. You're hired. Yay! And you were doing so. that, you were thinking that up in the background while you were talking. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing. A psychiatrist told me it was called OCD, but like... (laughs) (laughs) We're going to play another game with Baron Vaughn and Open Mike Eagle after the break. Plus, I'll talk to friend of the show, Saturday Night Live cast member Bowen Yang. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the Walton Family Foundation, where opportunity takes root. More information is available at waltonfamilyfoundation.org. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Kay Buxbaum in support of the David Gilkey and Zabiula Tamana Memorial Fund, established to strengthen NPR's commitment to training and protecting journalists in high-risk environments. The news moves fast. Listen to the NPR News Now podcast to keep up. We update stories as they evolve every hour. So no matter when you listen, you get the news as close to live as possible on your schedule. Subscribe to or follow the NPR News Now podcast. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. So many of us are stuck at home playing video games, so the rest of today's show will be extra gamey. Is that is that the right word? It sounds like the right word, yeah. Okay. Comedians Baron Vaughn and Open Mike Eagle are on the line. Are you ready for your next challenge? Oh, yeah. Sure. You know it. It's called This, That, or The Other. <laughs> okay, it's pretty simple. We'll give you the name of something. You just have to tell us which of three categories it belongs to. Jonathan Colton, what are today's categories? Today's categories are <laughs> defunct tech startups, fictional video game settings, and esteemed contemporary dance companies. Mm. Mike, this first one is for you. Palabolus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with video game setting. Incorrect. Ah! It's a dance company best known for using silhouettes to tell detailed stories at the 2007 Oscars. Remember those? (laughs) Uh, Dancers use their bodies to recreate scenes from films like Happy Feet, The Devil Wears Prada, and Snakes on a Plane. Hilariously, that is the only Oscars I remember. (laughs) The Snakes on the Plane Oscars? Snakes on a Plane. And that one dancer that was like, I get to be the snake. (laughs) Yes. So excited. They get to be the one who's had it. (laughs) That's right. All right, Baron, here is one for you. Uh Uh-oh. Juicero. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, tech startup, dance company, or video game setting, right? It's Mm got to be a tech startup. That is correct. It is a tech startup. Oh, my gosh. You are just crushing it. Juicero was a $400 (laughs) juice making machine. And it came with, it was a machine that you kept on your kitchen counter and you had, you would buy these packets of pre-cut like fruits and vegetables and you put it in the machine and it would squeeze the juice out. But then people discovered that you could just squeeze the packets with your hands. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, why are we paying all this money for this machine? So they were in business for about a a year and a half. (laughs) Oh, wow. Mike. This one's mm-hmm. for you. Mike, okay. bye honest. Hmm. I'm going to go video game setting again. 
Yes, that is correct. It is the setting of the game Xenoblade Chronicles, a primordial titan whose slumbering form people now live on. Oh. All right, Baron, here's one for you. Echnid. Ooh. Uh, Can I get the origin, please? (laughs) (laughs) I will will do this for you. I will spell it for you. Okay, yes, I was going to ask you to spell it. Is it... Okay, go ahead. E-C-N-A-D. Definitely not what I thought. Okay. Tech startup, fictional video game setting, or esteemed contemporary dance company? Esteemed contemporary dance company. Yes, that is correct. Yes. It's actually yeah, the was, word dance spelled backwards. Yeah, that backwards. was kind of easy. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I'm just like, what does it make me feel like? It makes me feel like expanding and contracting. Therefore, I have an answer. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mike. Uh-huh. Cinemia. Okay, I need to I need to do the spelling hack now. What, what's, sure, what's yeah. It? It's it's strange spelling, I would say. S-I-N-E-M-I-A. Well, it's not video game backwards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go dance company. I think it sounds lyrical. You're correct in that. But it is a startup, a failed Whoa. startup. It is a ticketing service that was uh, a competitor to MoviePass, like mm. Cinema, but they spelled Cinema with an S. Yeah. Mm. Seems like that might have been their problem. Very problematic. Yeah. They also used to ask um, people in their profiles for their social security numbers. I would think <laughs> oh, that's right. a bit of a problem. Was Elizabeth Holmes involved? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Baron, last one. It is for you. Mm-hmm. Spira. Video game setting. Yeah, that's right. Do you know do you know from where? Is it from uh what's that game with the stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yes. It's, that, it's from that game it. with the stuff. That's it. It's from yep. the game with the stuff. That's my uh, favorite one. From uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy X. Final Fantasy. Ah, no. I wasn't gonna say Final Fantasy. I know nothing of this. I'm just saying Final Fantasy X, change your name. It's clearly not final. (laughs) That's a good point. Sorry. That's a good point. (laughs) That's a good point. Oh, fear of penultimate fantasy. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Come on. Anti-penultimate fantasy. It is not final. (laughs) Great game. We all know how that went. It It went fantastic. It went fantastic. I I agree. No, no, so good. Baron Vaughn hosts the podcast Self Core. Open Mike Eagle's latest album is called Anime, Trauma, and Divorce. Thank you both so much. Amazing. Thank you guys for having me and us. Right, Baron? Us, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Final Fantasy, our next guest is a huge fan of that role playing video game series and all other things pop culture. Returning to the show, he hosts the podcast Las Culturistas, along with comedian Matt Rogers, and he's now also a cast member on Saturday Night Live. Bowen Yang, hello. Hello, how are you? Good. In high school, mm-hmm. you were you were actually voted the most likely to be on SNL? Yeah, but that was that was like the very floridly worded way of saying like goofiest... Uh, funny guy (laughs) funny guy that's it wasn't specifically that people were like he's gonna end up on that show it was just that like oh Bowen he does improv in the cafeteria every other Friday (laughs) or once a month at 7pm on a Friday he tries to get us to come back to school and watch him do short form improv (laughs) 
That was a, it was it was a dark time. Yeah. Did did you uh, watch uh, SNL? Just classic immigrant story. I mean, child of immigrant story. Did did not grow up with cable, and so felt constantly like I was being spoken to in a foreign language when I would go to school and people would be like, did you watch this? Did you watch that? I'd be like, no, but I did watch SNL. So I watched it pretty obsessively and then would have to adjust the bunny ears every Saturday so that I would get Fox, which came in clearer, and watch Mad TV and then at, ten, <laughs> at, then at 11.30, switch it over to NBC and then reorient the antenna. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, the, when we last had you on the show, you mm-hmm. were writing on SNL, and now you have moved to not only cast member, but the first Chinese-American cast member in the history of the show. I mean, just huge congrats all around. Thank you. Uh, you, you know, you've as a cast member of SNL, you have a pretty unique vantage point uh, right now because, well... You were a writer, then you're a cast member, mm-hmm. then you do a Zoom version, uh, and then now you're back in the studio doing SL, but with a smaller live audience. Right. I imagine a, just a very different feel around the studio. I think it's mostly the same, although we kind of, it's it's a, it's kind of a fun little um, unwrapping moment on Saturday <laughs> when... Um, we take when cast members take the masks off because because throughout the entire week all the way up to dress rehearsal even when we're watching ourselves sort of block the sketches on camera I mean everyone just has their mask on right um, which is just how it should be I think has been like the nice precaution that's been that's aired on the side of safety and all that but I feel like it's it's a fun thing when like you we remind each other that we have that we have faces um, <laughs> but otherwise it's otherwise it's otherwise it's 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 it just feels remarkable and crazy and lucky that we're even performing a show at all in front yeah. of in front of an audience oh my goodness I know an, an audience, audience. It's wild. <laughs> okay Bowen, we have a uh, we've concocted a special game for you. Would you like to play a game? I would love to play this game. Okay, <laughs> so we know that you are a fan of the video game Kingdom Hearts. Yes, this is perfect because Kingdom Hearts is the brainchild of Tetsuya Nomura, who designed a lot of the characters in the Final Fantasy series. But he was given creative control to start his own franchise, and so he came up with this crazy idea to have an original story, all new original story, but to have in characters from both Disney franchises and Final Fantasy. And so it was just this really unlikely, unexpected mashup back in 2003 when it came out. 2002? Um, 2003, excuse me. Um, And everyone in the industry was like, what the hell is this going (laughs) to be? And then it ended up kind of working. And then since then, the plot's become very convoluted. But overall, it's a very charming series. And you see, you get to, you know, beat monsters with Woody and Buzz and Ariel and... And, you know, like Simba. And it's, it's like every Disney movie is represented in some capacity. And it's 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 truly wild. This is pre-Avengers where that kind of thing really genuinely blew your mind to see right. these different properties meet up. Massive so, crossover, yeah. Exactly. That, that kind of thing was um, the novelty and it remains novel uh, to a lot of people. So this inspired us to write a game. Okay. Where we imagine what would happen if existing video games crossed mm-hmm. over with completely unrelated television shows. Oh, okay, great. 
Okay. So <laughs> you are, you just are going to name the video game and the television show that we're hinting at. Great, great. Here we go. A new foe has appeared. Deborah Messing takes a break from developing a Marilyn Monroe musical to throw bombshells at Donkey Kong, Mega Man, and the Wii Fit Trainer in a four-player fight to the finish. Lovely. That this is Smash and Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Even though, again, because I am video game illiterate, when I read Super Smash Brothers, I was like, or oh, those bros who really bros. like Smash. <laughs> <Just> Smash. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? All right, here's another one. Okay. Build and decorate homes on Wisteria Lane, where every virtual stay-at-home spouse has a dark secret. Use a floating green crystal to make Terry Hatcher light her kitchen on fire. <laughs> or give Eva Longoria a heart-shaped bed for her affair with the gardener. This is Desperate Housewives and The Sims. Yeah, Desperate that is Sims. correct. Yeah. Great. All right, this franchise enters its 25th cycle with a fresh batch of contestants. During Makeover Week, Charmander gets a smoky eye and Squirtle reluctantly <laughs> removes his shell. Evolve quickly or Tyra Banks will give a passionate speech about how she was rooting for you. Wow, this is... I'm just going to combine... I know this is not the prom. I'm just going to combine the titles. I want you to. Yeah. Okay, America's Next Top Pokemon? Yes! <laughs> Great. <laughs> Snorlax is smizing. So many things that can happen here. I I would watch that show. I would watch that show too. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> all right, well, oh, now you have to do mashups for all the rest of them now that you've set... Yes. Do you, by I've, the way, do you have a, a I mean, I, I think Snorlax would probably be in uh, next top po- Pokemon. Do you have a Pokemon yes. that you think might be a good contender? I have always loved um, not Jigglypuff. Are you are you familiar with Jigglypuff? I do like Singing Jigglypuff. Yeah. Jigglypuff. Ball. Yeah. yeah. Well, J- Jigglypuff evolves into Wigglytuff where oh. they have longer ears, um, a more filled out abdomen. Really versatile. Knows, can, can, you, you might not think that Wigglytuff can like throw a thunder, a lightning type move at you, but oh, just you watch. Watch out. Uh-huh. Watch, watch out. out. Right. Watch out. Fierce. That's right. Fierce. Yep. Okay. Move to the deserted island of Hollywood and build a beautiful <laughs> mansion that you realize won't bring you happiness. Welcome a community of anthropomorphic animals like a depressed horse, an overly positive dog, and a cat who just can't balance work and family life. Bojack Crossing or yeah. Animal yeah. Horseman? Animal yeah. Bojack? Right. Ooh, animal Horseman. Animal Horseman. That's right. It's, Bo- it's Bojack Horseman and Animal Crossing put together. That's Wonderful. Right. Um, do you, are you playing Animal Crossing? Is that? I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to take this tone. I was anticipating <laughs> Animal Crossing. I, I was an early adopter, yeah. and then I was really, really looking forward to it coming out even before lockdown happened. And then, of course, everyone sort of glommed onto it, and I embraced that. That's the whole point of the game. You want mm-hmm. to build a community through this video game. Um, I love it. I bless it. I got really freaked out within the fourth week at like other people having more developed islands than me, and I felt weirdly inadequate. So I okay. stopped. <laughs> You were like, you know what? This was better when it was my thing. Exactly. 
I don't need all of you first time people, novices. Outpacing me. Yeah. Ridiculous. All right, we've got a few more for you. Great, great. Okay, how about this one? beautifully written one. Yes, okay. When Yuna is unexpectedly trampled by a giant chicken-like creature called a chocobo, Sandra Oh steps in to continue her sphere hunting quest. However, she develops mixed feelings after meeting her rival, the evil yet charismatic LeBlanc. The tension builds until you just want to yell, kiss already! Whoever wrote this was very specific with the Final Fantasy entry because it's Final Fantasy X-2. That is correct. Uh, killing Fantasy X-2? <laughs> yes. Sure. Killing Eve. Killing okay, Eve, great. that's right. So X-2 okay. is the Charlie's Angels full throttle of the series. <laughs> you play as you play as three like girls who are carefree and who fight crime, and yeah. it's really lovely. Uh, I just want to do an entire <laughs> show called Bone Yang Explains Video Games to Me because I feel like this is an education and I'm finally understanding. Well, you know, the, the best compliment I've ever gotten from a coworker um, is Anna Dresden, who is a longtime friend of mine from college, but she was like, one, one day she turned to me and she said, you know, Bowen, you make video games seem accessible or you, you make it seem, <laughs> you make them seem less esoteric or whatever she's yeah. I'm like yeah i mean like they should be like they're just they're just fun that's the point so yeah. that means a lot ophira yeah i remember a Thank math you. teacher who made calculus seem to me like it existed in the real world and i'm having <laughs> a similar feeling <laughs> well that that's a full con of them <laughs> calculus does not exist in the real world all right i've just been sent a bonus question play as mcdreamy mcsteamy waluigi race to get ahead in a fast-paced field of emergency medicine Choose to play in Shondaland or Bowser's <laughs> Castle. Fire a fork at your opponent or distract them with your ex-boyfriend's ghost while listening to How to Save a Life. Wonderful. Wonderfully <laughs> worded, written clue. Um, I mean, Mario Kart's Anatomy or Gray's Kart? <laughs> Gray's Kart is pretty Gray's funny. Kart. Gray's Kart is a beautiful portmanteau. I like Gray's that, Kart. yes. Gray's yeah, yeah. Gray's yeah. Kart, yes. All correct, all correct, and Great. correct. Thank you for writing to my specific <laughs> one intersection in culture. No, culture. Everyone was excited. Everyone was excited. Uh, Bowen Yang stars on Saturday Night Live and co-hosts the podcast Las Culturistas. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. As usual, as always, this was a pleasure, and this is my favorite NPR show. <laughs> oh, yay! yay! Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. And that's our show. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to Thou Jolta Cannon. Our puzzles were written by our staff, along with Camilla Franklin, Kara Weinberger, and senior writer Karen Lurie. Ask Me Another's produced by Travis Larchuk, Nancy Seychow, James Barber, and Ramel Wood. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal, and our boss's bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, you're still listening. Fantastic. So since you're still here, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review? We'd love to hear from you, and it also helps others find out about our show. For information about new episodes, bonus videos, and more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks! Thanks! 
Next time on Ask Me Another, we revisit an episode from October. Our guest is Heidi Schreck, writer and star of What the Constitution Means to Me, and we all try to keep it together as kids read excerpts from the Constitution. For the United States of America. Oh, my God. That kind of made me cry. Oh, my God, too. So join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions. <laughs>